So you've probably heard about Apple ear tags, and as always, these are just the things that we know about. These are just the tech that we're allowed to have commercially, because it's way worse than Apple ear tags. What do you know about smart dust? Even five years ago, what some of you talk about on social media, I would have thought you were just absolutely bonkers. And yet here we are, what hurtling into a technological dystopia, a brave new world situation, and the majority don't seem to care or are just ignoring it. I'm going to go into smart dust because this scared the absolute pants off of me and it probably will scare the pants off of you. Hey, hey, we could have a a pants party or a no pants party. I guess that implies some sort of dodgy... That's not what I mean. But it's an Anchorman reference. Anyway, we're going to go into smart dust. But first, welcome to the Arriving Somewhere with Matt J podcast. Commentary, comedy and conversation. As always, please remember to like, share, subscribe, comment, all of that stuff. Uh, also, it's it's a bit hot here and it's winter. It's a bit hot. I've got the air conditioning on. Mind you, my lounge gets the direct light of the sun, so it warms up pretty quickly, but it's hot, so if there's some sort of weird noise in the background, it's probably my air conditioner. Alrighty, smart dust. You know, there's some topics that I don't even really know where to start, and this is kind of one of them, but I'll go through a couple of things. Firstly, from UC Berkeley, and our Forbes article as well. So the Forbes article is from 2018 and the Berkeley paper is from 2001. Smart Dust has been worked on for a long time, mid-90s, probably earlier. As far as I can tell so far, as much as I've read, it's 1996, but I would suggest that it's been a lot longer. So we'll just say it's been worked on for 30 plus years. But I guess what is Smart Dust is probably where I should start. So Smart Dust, otherwise known as MEMS, I'm not sure if they call it MEMS or not, but that's M-E-M-S, and that stands for Micro-Electromechanical Systems. Micro-Electromechanical Systems, and often called MOATS. That is basically what Smart Dust is. It's, It's in the name, isn't it? Smart Dust. Tiny little things that can track and trace and collect and watch. So what I'll do is I won't start with the UC Berkeley paper from 2001 i'll start with the forbes article from 2018 and what i'm also going to do is leave a link for anyone interested to uh, computerworld.com which is from 2003 which gives links to all of these other places to find more on smart dust so it's a 2003 computer world uh, reference it's smart dust resources essentially and it goes to places like darpa and berkeley and some of these other articles so for more on Smart Dust, find the link in the comments. Okay, to Forbes. Let's go to Forbes. Smart Dust is coming. Are you ready? September 2018. Imagine a world where wireless devices are as small as a grain of salt. These miniaturized devices have sensors, cameras, and communication mechanisms to transmit the data they collect back to a base in order to process. Today, you no longer have to imagine it. Now, whether this fact excites or strikes fear in you, it's good to know what it's all about. <laughs> uh, what can smart dust do? Outfitted with miniature sensors, 
the uh, they can detect everything from light to vibrations to temperature with an incredible amount of power packed into its small size. It combines sensing and autonomous power supply, computing and wireless communication in a space that is typically only a few millimetres in volume. Uh, with such a small size, these devices can, can stay suspended in an environment just like a particle of dust. They can collect data including acceleration, stress, pressure, humidity, sound and more from sensors. Process the data with what amounts to an onboard computer system. Store the data in memory, wirelessly communicate the data th- to the cloud, a base, or other smart dust. <laughs> just, uh, and just remember, I mentioned this has been worked on for 30 or more years, and this is an article in Forbes saying it's coming, it's coming. No, no, it's, it's been around. So it, uh, the article goes on to uh, practical applications of smart dust, uh, monitor crops in an unprecedented scale, to determine watering, fertilization, and pest control needs, monitor equipment to facilitate more timely maintenance, identify weaknesses and corrosion prior to a system's failure, enable wireless monitoring of people and products for security purposes. That's certainly a way to phrase it. Measuring anything that can be measured nearly anywhere. Enhance inventory control with smart dust to track products from manufacturing facilities. Uh, shelves to boxes to pallets to shipping vessels to truck to retail shelves essentially just tracking 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 possible applications for the healthcare industry are immense from a diagnostic procedure without surgery to monitoring devices that help people with disabilities interact with tools that help them live independently Research, researchers at uc berkeley published a paper about the potential for neural dust an implantable system to be sprinkled on the human brain to provide feedback about about brain functionality. Disadvantages of smart dust. There are still plenty of concerns with wild-scale adoption of smart dust that need to be sorted out. Here are a few disadvantages. Privacy. (laughs) Yeah, you're not kidding. Many that have reservations about the real-world implications of smart dust are concerned about privacy issues. Since smart dust devices are miniature sensors, they can record anything that they are programmed to record since they are so small they are difficult to detect your imagination can run wild regarding the negative privacy implications when smart dust falls into the wrong hands yeah think now does this remind anybody of 1984 where the guy's out in the in the wops in the middle of nowhere and is being monitored there's cameras out in the in the forest all you have to do is sprinkle some smart dust around the forests and places like that maybe you you think that somebody's around that area i mean these are this is a a tyrant's dream absolute dream okay back to the article it also says um, control once billions of smart dust devices are deployed over an area it would be difficult to retrieve or capture them if necessary given how small they are it would be challenging to detect them if you weren't made aware of their presence the volume of smart dust that could be engaged by a rogue individual, company or government to do harm would make it challenging for the authorities to control if necessary. You know, we're getting to a point where we're all going to have to be wearing suits where these things can't detect us. Almost a Harry Potter style invisibility cloak. That's going to be the the defence against things like this. 
what else? What? How else are we going to defend against this? We're just going to get used to it. Basically, uh, anyone that's concerned about their real opinions now or <laughs> what they're doing in life, does it matter? You just have to be aware that basically everything we do is monitored somewhere. The data's being collected somewhere. You got a phone? Your data's being collected somewhere. You're on the internet? It's being collected. But even if you're just out and about in the middle of absolute nowhere, you're now aware that you're probably being monitored somehow. And some people will say, why would people care? Why do you even care? No one's interested in your life. No, they're not interested until it's convenient to them to be interested. It's how you keep control of people while we have this information on you. And we know you were here and well, you don't actually agree with this government decision. Look at what, look what happened to the truckers in Canada. They had their bank accounts shut down. And that was bad enough. Now cost. As with any new technology, this is back on the article obviously, the cost to implement a smart dust system that includes the satellites and other elements required for full implementation is high. Until costs come down, it will be technology out of reach for many. Yeah, for the everyday man. But again, if you go back to the Apple AirTags, you can buy one for 29 US dollars. And what is an AirTag? If you don't know what an Apple AirTag is, they're these little tiles, these little, that basically look like buttons. If you didn't know what they were, you'd think it was a button. You can hide them as well. And what people are finding, they're designed so you can track things. If you lose them, you can find them. And what some people are finding is that creeps and, I'll put it mildly, disturbed people are putting AirTags on people and being able to track them where they go and apparently there's a feature on for apple's phones that if it locates an air tag that's not yours you can disengage it or basically turn it off but not everyone's got an apple phone not everyone's even aware that air tags exist it's an incredibly dangerous technology to put out there it's so small i mean the your imagination runs wild as this article says with just these air tags now imagine these air t- these air tags are like, I don't know, something extraordinarily large compared to something extraordinarily small. Air tags are just this blumbering thing running around compared to smart dust. Smart dust is microscopic. Basically, you, you won't be able to see it, or if you're unaware of it, you definitely won't be able to see it. Just looks like dust in the air. Now, the article finishes, the Forbes article finishes with what you should do to prepare. <laughs> Pray, I guess. I don't know. Uh, the entities who have led the development of smart technology since 1992. Okay, I was about four years off, but again, that's 30 years. I would, I would take that back even another decade to the 80s. Um, and large corporations such as General Electric, Cargill, IBM, Cisco Systems, and more. And there are more, but some of those links from another article have completely disappeared. Um, They've invested in research for for smart dust and viable applications. These people believe this technology will be disruptive to economies and our world. At the moment, many of the applications for smart dust are still in the concept stage. In fact, uh, Gartner, Gartner? Anyway, listed smart dust technology for the first time in its uh, hype cycle in 2016. Okay, I'm not entirely sure what that is. Uh, While... The technology has forward momentum. There's still quite a bit to resolve before you will see it impacting your organisation. However, 
it's important to pay attention to its trajectory of growth because it's no longer the fodder of science fiction. We might not know when it will progress to the point of wide-scale wide adoption, but we certainly know it's a question of when, of when rather than if. This also reminds me of the those GMO mosquitoes that were released. What was in them? If smart dust is also a thing. Now, if I go over to the uh, UC Berkeley paper, now these this research is supported by things by uh, like DARPA from the, out of the US. <laughs> Not a conspiracy theory, my friend. Not a conspiracy theory. And again, I'll leave the link to the Computer World Smart Dust Resources, and it is the second link on that um, page. If you want to read into a bit more detail about what these things do. Now, the author of this, or the publisher of this particular piece, has some very interesting comments about. Ah, don't worry about it. It's all yeah, there's some trade-offs, but uh, it, the benefits far outweigh. You don't need to worry about it. Don't worry about it. Just don't worry. Smart dust is fine. Only good people will be using it. And uh, you don't need to worry about the nefarious actions of others. All will be okay. So I'll just, I'll go through some of the, <laughs> the highlights. Quote, unquote. Uh, what this re- so this research this project was finished from UC Berkeley was finished in 2001 but many additional projects have grown out of it so this particular project was finished in 2001 remember it had already been going for about well 10 years from that point probably longer uh, accomplishments they've used um, commercial off-the-shelf components to build some really wonderful little macro moats now these things can uh, you know uh, record temperature humidity again 2001 temperature humidity barometric pressure light intensity tilt and vibration and magnetic field sensors all in a cubic inch package and back then it had a one week lifetime in continuous operation or two years with uh, you know minimal function and it only had a 20 meter communication range now that is the absolute uh, again 20 years ago 20 meter communication range and that is a uh what would you call it just a tester uh bludger no it's not the word i'm looking for <laughs> just the, using off-the-shelf components this isn't you know their high-end devices now uh, they had 21 kilometer laser communication uh, using one of the micro weather stations we stripped off the radio and wired in a laser pointer and uh, they had a video camera hooked up to a frame grabber in this person's laptop. Okay. The software looked for and decoded flashing lights in the image and gave us the weather information 21 kilometers kilometers away. Uh, they also had micro air vehicle endurance record. A subcontractor, Steve Morris of MLB Co. And these certain links are completely gone that, from what I can tell off the internet. Uh, they built an 8-inch radio-controlled plane which flies 60 miles per hour for 18 minutes and can carry a colour video camera with a live video feed. Did you think that that was happening in early 2000s? I know some of you did, but I'm still quite new to all this tinfoil hat stuff, you know, all this stuff that doesn't exist. Um, an 8-inch radio-controlled plane which which flies at 60 miles per hour for 18 minutes that carries a color video camera. Again, 20 years ago that we know of. 
Uh, silicon maple seeds using a honeycombed layer of silicon only 0.1 millimeter thick we have made a three times 10 millimeter winglet uh, these wings auto rotate as they fall just like a maple seed the next generation will have solar cells built right in that work so the solar cells there you go there i mean it's just is that permanently powered until the solar cells fail you're scared yeah <laughs> <laughs> a little bit concerned at least i mean what do you do about it uh, then the berkeley people go into some applications and this is a lot of stuff that the forbes article would have got it from um defense related you know battlefield surveillance battlefield surveillance treaty monitoring transportation monitoring etc uh, you can have virtual keyboards so you can glue a dust moat on each fingernail as an example and have a, a virtual keyboard and then you can also add in things like vr so you could have a, basically an invisible computer in front of you that no one else can see and you're just controlling it with the air because you've got your little smart dust on your fingernails uh, inventory control as ford's uh, forbes talked about uh, you know the carton talks to the box the box talks to the pallet the pallet talks to the truck and the truck talks to the warehouse and the truck and the warehouse talk to the internet so there's the internet of things coming in uh, product quality monitoring you know, like humidity monitoring of meat and produce and dairy products etc uh, they're talking about smart offices and then they add in the dark side yes personal privacy is getting harder and harder to come by again written in 2001 yes you can hype smart dust as being great for big brother thank you new scientist yawn every technology has a dark side deal with it this is an incredible thing to put in your your piece uh this was my original comment on dark side issues, but it made a lot of people think that we weren't thinking about these issues at all. Not true. Uh, as an engineer or a scientist or a hairstylist, everyone needs to evaluate what they do in terms of its positive and negative effect. If I thought that the negatives of working on this project were larger than or even compa- comparable to the positives, I wouldn't be working on it. As it turns out, I think that the potential benefits of this technology far, far outweigh the risks to personal privacy. It's a tool for totalitarian control, and it will get into everything. It's dust. It's an absolutely shocking... Just don't worry about your personal privacy. It's all going to be fine. This person probably doesn't know their history. Uh, then he goes into I'll, I'll read a couple of the updates that he wrote as well um, envir- he goes into the environmental impact a lot of people seem to be worried about environmental impact not to worry <laughs> this, this is his writing even in my wildest imagination I don't think that will ever produce enough smart dust to bother anyone <sighs> yeah, it doesn't have a you can, ima- you can imagine smart dust but you can't imagine where this would lead to or the amount that we could put into the environment really Sounds like somebody's just trying to justify what he's doing without really digging into the weeds of how disturbing this is. Uh, If Intel stopped producing, uh, I'm not sure what that is, and and produced only smart dust and you spread them evenly around the country, you'd get around one grain of sand-sized moat per acre per year. This is, again, talking about production back then. So if by ill chance you did inhale one, so now he's talking about breathing one in, although in the other article you talk about sprinkling it on your brain. Uh, If by ill chance you did inhale one, it would be just like inhaling a gnat. 
get coughed up post-haste. Unpleasant, but not very likely. <laughs> Consider the scale too. If I make a million dust motes, they have a total volume of one litre. Great, so think of a one litre Coke full of smart dust. And that would be a million bits of these, or dust motes, smart dust. Throwing a litre worth of batteries into the environment is certainly not going to help it, but in the big picture it probably doesn't make it very high on the list of bad things to do to the planet. Yeah, I'm not... uh, If that's your priority, if that's what you're thinking the problem is here, you're thinking about this all, all wrong. And a million of them in, in a, just a one litre volume. Yeah. Great stuff. Now, you click on some of the updates. I'll go to his 2010, where is it? A couple of updates. He's going through, about talking more about his ideas about what will happen. And look, granted, obviously there are some positives to this, but do you think that the positives outweigh the negatives? Here's a positive. In 2010... Uh, a speck of dust. Okay, he's talking 2010. In 2010, a speck of dust on each of your fingernails. Um, no, sorry, that's not it. In 2010, infants will not die of SIDS or suffocate or drown without an alert being sent to the parents. How will society change when your neighbour's pool calls your cell phone to tell you that Johnny is drown- drowning and you're the closest adult that could be located? See, and that's how this sort of stuff will be sold. It's how the um, air tag stuff is sold as well is that it's just the positives. And clearly, that is a benefit, isn't it? This is He's basically just talking about the Internet of Things as well. He says, In 2010, everything of any value that you own will have its own set of sensors, letting you know when your tyre pressure is low, the bridge ahead is out or unsafe, your milk is going bad, or your water heater is about to die. Oh, I'd love a little dust moat in the old raw milk. Eh? Um, and then in 2010, uh, he says there will be no unanticipated illness chronic sensor implants will monitor all of the major circulatory systems in the human body and provide you with early warning of an impending flu or save your life by catching cancer early enough that it can be completely removed surgically and then he goes to in 2010 these things these smart dust sensors will be everywhere and sensing virtually everything scavenging power from sunlight vibration thermal gradients and background radio frequency sensor motes will be immortal <laughs> just gets better and better sensor motes smart dust will be immortal completely self-contained single chip computers with sensing communication and power supply built in built in entirely solid state and with no natural decay processes they may well survive the human race descendants of dolphins may mine them from arctic ice and marvel at the extinct technology insane now i'll just add too that they were working on a micro uh control oh, getting some sort of message uh in the early 2000s they had also worked on a a micro operating system for these things so think of how your computer operates that but a microsystem for the smart dust uh, so what do you think of that did you think that was a thing have you heard of that i had never heard of it and i can't even can't even remember where this um initially i initially found this because this was about a month or, or so maybe two months ago that this 
uh, came into my awareness and I don't even remember where it just did. I was looking up something and I, I thought this can't be real and it turns out it's very, very real. And I asked a few people and they'd never heard of um, Smart Dust. So I just wanted to make more people aware of Smart Dust. And yeah, can we, I don't what's your solution here? Vacuum cleaners? Uh, some kind of high-powered duster that zaps dust as you're going along to kill these things in your house i'm sure there's going to be solutions that sound absolutely ludicrous but will probably need to be thought about if they haven't already been thought about and again invisibility cloaks but then and when i talk about invisibility cloaks, i'm not talking about you actually becoming invisible but becoming invisible to technology you see you see where i'm going with that i'm sure there are solutions to this the fact that we even have to think about solutions to this or that you want to you think you're going to get away from it all just by going to live off the land out in the middle of nowhere nah no one's getting away from from the surveillance mind-blowing now how long do you think this has actually been in operation and do you think it's been sprinkled upon us already and are any of these things inside of us right now just something to think about okay leaving it there for today probably horrified you enough and I'm basically clown-pilled by this because to me it's just so ludicrous that it's real, that it's funny, and yet it's not funny at all. It is completely terrifying. But there you go. Get right with God because humans have clearly gone down a path of no return with this technology. And that, my friends, is today's episode of the Arriving Somewhere with Matt J podcast. And I'll talk to you again tomorrow.